just since the second half, really, how much they've really struggled. Welcome back to the next episode of The Journey of a Grassroots Rugby Coach. And in today's episode, I speak with Andrew Fraser. Andrew has been the assistant coach at the Hunter Wildfire in the Shoot Shield, and he's recently been appointed as the assistant coach at Bond University in the Hospital Cup in Queensland. He's also held positions as both assistant and head coach at many New South Wales Country Championship teams. He lives on the north, the far north coast of New South Wales in a lovely place called Lennox Head. During our chat, we spoke about how you must be prepared as a coach, learning the skills of communication and being ruthlessly curious. Andrew also spoke about as a coach, we must be making an effort to make more connections by speaking with other coaches, as well as being engaged with training and having high energy in your sessions and making them as quick and as efficient as possible so that we're preparing our players for three o'clock on a Saturday. His advice to new coaches or any coach is don't let fear hold you back. Andrew is also the founder of Rugby Palooza, a two-day coaching forum that's going to be held in Lennox Head on the New South Wales North Coast on the weekend of the 29th and the 30th of January 2022. And we spoke about that during the chat um, as I'm actually really excited that I'm attending this as a learner, so I'm going to get plenty out of this. Um, the amazing lineup of quality coaches that are attending to share their knowledge and talk about rugby is Scott Wisemanel, the Wallabies attack coach, Jay Tregowan, the Wallaroos head coach, Nick Stiles, the general manager of the Melbourne Rebels and also their scrum coach, Dan Hooper, who is the Brumbies skills coach, Sam Needs, who is the founder of Scrum Strong, and many more coaches that are still to be announced. Uh, for more details, check out their socials. Rugby Palooza on Insta and Facebook. Tickets are available through Eventbrite. And the theme for the weekend is collaboration is cool. So the aim of the weekend is just to just get as many coaches together as we as they can and just learn and share from each other. I really took a lot out of this chat from uh, Fraze. Uh, he's a very knowledgeable man and very generous with his time. Um, so if you wanna get out to Rugby Palooza, Grab your tickets from Eventbrite, make your way to Lennox Head, um, and thanks, Fraze, for your time. Thank you for listening, everybody else. And as always, feel free to share this pod with whoever you think can take some any snippet of information away from it. I'm, well, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I've yeah. seen seen the lineup you got going. I just thought, nah, it's just going to be awesome. So yeah, yeah. Look, we're, well, I'm anyway. We may talk about, but I'm born and bred in Canberra, so I'm back here uh, and caught up with some. Um, of the, I guess the, the Brumbies, uh, the acting CEO at the moment. We spoke this afternoon. Like, they, you know, they're so supportive of it. So is mm. Baden and the Rebels. Um, look, we're just really blessed to have some high caliber people turn up, and you know, obviously, people across the Eastern Seaboard or across Australia coming along. So we're we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it's really good, mate. Nobody can't find it. That's a mighty shot. A mighty mate. So welcome, Fraze. Um, thanks for. Thanks for your time this afternoon. So just for uh, the listeners that may not know who you are, just in a nutshell, um, the Andrew Fraser story, um, who you are, where where you're currently coaching um, and what's your involvement with the grassroots game? I, I guess um, Andrew Fraser, I, I'm basically a country rugby coach 
that's um, had a few successes of, of late. Um, uh, yeah, I, I began my senior coaching career in about 2006 in country New South Wales, and I've just basically been on a loop. I was a, a policeman for nearly 20 years, so my job took me around country New South Wales and metropolitan New South Wales, and I was able to coach. Uh, and then the last couple of years, I've exited out of the police, and uh, last year I was with the wildfires, or this season I was with the wildfires, uh, helping Scott Coleman with their first grade squad. And uh, next year, I was at Bond a couple of years ago, but I'm returning back to Bond um, as the defence coach with first grade as, a, as an assistance role. So um, pretty excited. Um, yeah, look, rugby's been in my life uh, since I was a seven-year-old, like probably many of the listeners. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still fortunate to call it the game I love 40 years later. So, uh, yeah, pretty excited. It's good, mate. So just just for um, anyone that doesn't know, Bond is playing in the is it the Hospital Cup in Queensland, and they're on that's, the Gold on Gold Coast. That's correct. Yep, the yeah. Bond Bond uh, Bull Sharks. Yeah, um, love lovely part of the world too. Just just quietly, <laughs> um, <laughs> mate. So, um, what got you into coaching in the first place? Oh, it's funny. I, I listened to some. I was in the car, as I said to you earlier. Um, before we started, I was in the car today just listening to a stack of different podcasts for a number of hours. And you know, like, like a lot of players, um, kind of just transition from, from playing into coaching. Uh, ironically, when I was at university uh, studying to be a primary school teacher before I joined the cops, I was, I was doing, like, I guess, what they would call development officers' roles with uh, the, the Vikings Club in Canberra. And we'd go around coach and referee during our lunch breaks, just trying to make 20 bucks here or there an hour. Uh, and I used to love that. Uh, so that kind of was probably the foundations of me being a coach. But uh, the actual progression into coaching was uh, early 30s, country policemen uh, roll into town and they needed a coach. And uh, yeah, I took the gig from there. So uh, uh, I didn't know what I expected, but yeah, it was a, it was a wild ride and still is. Yeah, it is. It's a bit, it is a wild ride, mate. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, awesome, um, mate. What's um, some of the biggest heartbreaks or disappointments that you've had as a coach? And the reason I ask that is because for a lot of young coaches, yeah. So, like inexperienced coaches, they have a couple of setbacks early on, and they just go, "Oh, this is I'm not good enough," or "This is shit," and they just throw the towel in. Yeah. They actually talk to people. We've yeah. all had the same experiences. Yeah. So yep. it's just, it's good for young coaches to know that you're not going to get it right. You know, it, it, it's, funny, bully, it, it's funny, bully. It's funny, bully. Yeah, I'm I, I probably, I don't know whether I'm like other coaches or not, but I, I actually, I've got my my notes from t- that first season in 2006. I've actually got all the session plans, like handwritten, um, lack of detail, um, just work <laughs> on the strengths that the coach knows. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm a forward by trade, and yeah, you know, I just laughed at the back line. The back session was backs ten minutes uh, with with one of the players because I I really didn't know what I was doing. But but the, the, I guess the heartbreak is just when you have your your heart set on the beginning of the season of having success, and it just doesn't go that way. Um, and you know, it, it's a long it's a long hard slog. Uh, and and I'll, I'll tie that into just some recent activity, but. Um, yeah, you know, heartbreak is, is turn up for training on a Tuesday night when you've spent all week planning it out and uh, only eight blokes turn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, when I was in WA 
and I was I was down in Albany, which is down south, about four hours yep. south of uh, Perth. Yeah. And um, Cole Richardson, who was the development manager at the time, came down to assess me for my level one, and four guys turned up for training. Yeah. And I was just going, and it was like pissing with rain. It was just horrible. <laughs> Oh, sorry. There's, there's my session plan, but we're just going to throw that out the window, mate. It was just like, yep. oh, I felt so, yeah, gutted and disappointed when, like you said, you, you can't do anything. And, and, and those heartbreaks, like that, when you keep getting enough of them, like you can turn it, you can see coaches and say, oh, oh this isn't for me. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and like, I, I was fortunate. I had some early success as a coach. So that kind of, I got the bug. I got hooked pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but, but that said, um, you know, there's a lot of heartbreaks and it is, it's the Tuesday nights and Thursday nights when you plan something out and it doesn't go to the way you like it. Um, and I tie that in is that last year with the wildfires, you know, stepping up into uh, that shoot shield level, um, mate, it's hard. Like it's hard. It's just as hard at shoot shield where there's guys who want to be there and you're just not getting results go your way. And the bus trip homes are lonely old bus trip and, you wake up Sunday morning still trying to find the dog because you kicked it last night because you just hate losing. Um, but, you know, what? That, I guess the message to, to, to junior coaches is, look, there's ups and downs. It, it is a roller coaster. Um, and you just got to go with the downs because there'll be plenty of ups that come along with it. Yeah, no, that's that's some good insight, mate. Um, like you said, yeah, there's some pretty lonely trips home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if we flip that on its head, mate, what's some of the greatest moments you've had in that, yep. that journey? Yep. Well, look, I, I was really lucky. Um, as I said, that first year, mate, I, I was at Inverell in country New South Wales. This is a team that had been in a competition for nearly 110 years and never won a grand final. They'd never played in a grand final, I should say, or won a grand final. Uh, and, mate, I, I, I had a team that had been coached well for a couple of years that they just keep falling up short so yeah I had a year in 2006 where they, they won that grand final and um, you know a number of them have gone on to have successful football and and, and work careers and, and their families uh, you know they're all good good men in their own right who have gone on to good things and you know to have that success to begin with well that that's a pretty it's a yeah it's a, it's a hell of a rush to get in your first year so that that was always um, a, bi a big highlight um Look, for me, Bully, I've kind of turned it around these days. I've, I've, I've been able to coach uh, in some grand final teams and win some country championships in New South Wales. But but it's more just the little things now. It's just like uh, you know, seeing, seeing a bloke who gets selected to do what he does or, or, or um, you know, having the line-out move or the defensive ploy work out the way that it was trained. Like that's I've kind of... Brought, paired it back a little bit to, to my highlights. I, I, I just like the little things that go well when you when you've trained for it. Yeah, and that and that's good. But like you said, when when you and when we all first start out, it's all about the results because that's where the next job's coming from. And then yeah. the, the more the more you get into it, you go the results come. But yeah. it's those it's those all that that player that you know you've been working so hard with him, and like you said, he gets picked in the rep team, or yeah. you actually can then do a skill that you've been working on. Yeah. You know, those those little those little things and, and they tend yeah. to mean a lot more. The little I mean, wins are so much better. Yeah, and when the players remember that, like, oh, thanks, yeah, that was because you were helping me do it. You know, that that's yeah. that's good stuff as well. Yeah, 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 awesome, awesome, mate. Um, 
what's some of the lessons you've learned during that coaching journey that you could pass on to to the the newer coaches that are starting out? Because yep. we've all been overwhelmed. We've all gone, no, nah, that's it. I've had enough. I'm out of here. You know, we've all, you know, if you put 50 coaches in a room, they're probably going to come up with the same crap that's happened to them on their journey. Yeah. But when we ride it out, like I said, then then it starts to become enjoyable and, yeah. and, and great. So just some lessons that you've learned along the time that you could pass on to um, coaches. I, I think the big one, Bully, for me is that you have to prepare as a coach, like, Gone as the days when you drive to training and you've got it in your head and you're like, all right, I, I, this is what we're going to do. And then you turn up on, you know, with five minutes to go and you've, you've run out of witches hats and there's you haven't got enough gear because you've, you've got to plan your sessions out and, and, and prepare yourself to be there a little bit earlier and set things up. And I think, you know, it's the classic saying, but, you know, uh, piss poor performance or, you know, whatever the five Ps are, but, you know, planning, good planning, proper planning pre prevents piss poor performance. Um, if, if you a plan uh, or a planner or a doer, um, you, you set yourself up uh, for at least some success because you, at least you've got everything set up. So that planning's one of it. Look, the other big one, and, and as you know, and this is how we've kind of developed our, our connection over the last couple of months, is is make make the effort to get out and communicate to people. Like, don't don't be shy. And like, I, I was a country coach in the middle of country New South Wales. You know, the nearest town was hundred kilometres away. Um, I was the only coach in town who I, I thought I was, but you just start to learn to get on the telephone and ring other coaches or, or, or literally get on the internet and, and send, send an email to someone, but like you, you've got to learn to connect. And, and after a game in, in country football and in city football, that, that 30 minutes, one hour after the game where you can have a beer with another coach, you can both, you know, one bloke's won and one bloke's lost, but I bet you've still got the same ups and downs. So at least just go and connect with each other, uh, and that's probably the, the two big, the two big things going forward is plan yourself out and make an effort to connect. It, it, it will, it will change the way that you see coaching. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that's come out of this COVID lockdown and people not having games on, coaches have just been happy to jump online and talk. Yeah. Talk about stuff and just keep, yeah. keep, keep our brains active because we're not actually yeah. out there doing it. So, yeah. yeah. And I think um, as young coaches, and I know I did it, I struggled with it as well, was that reaching out to, I'm not going to talk to the first grade coach because you'll think I'm an idiot, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But now it's like, you know, like we talk about, the, the more we learn, the more we know we don't know. 100%. And, and mate, you can go, you know, I, I can go, I know I can go and talk to Nick Stiles and say, Mate, I've got this issue. How, what do you reckon? Yeah, you know, or I could ring you about a defensive shape and go, mate. How would how would you work on this? Or you yeah. know, because it's it's all about we're not giving away our game plans to anyone, but we we want players and coaches to be better. <laughs> I, I, I've actually look. I know the I don't know whether the Bond guys listen to this, but I've come to the point, bully, where I'm actually happy to talk to another coach and say, look, this is the shape I'm looking at running against you. Like, what do you think? Because I, I, I want to challenge my thoughts and I and I want them to, to be challenged as well. Um, oh, look, I, I just, you know, again, I was in the car for 12 hours today. So I've made phone calls and listened to podcasts, but I'm talking to other coaches the whole time about, what do you reckon about this? What do you think about that? Or what are you guys doing for this? Or what are you doing for that? Like, 
yeah, we, we, we have an awesome game. Um, yeah. It's just about, just about, and now that COVID, the COVID blanket is coming down, but let's make the most of catching up with people face to face or being on the telephone and saying, hey, look, what are you doing at training this week or what, what's your preseason look like? So, um, the, yeah, I, I, I urge and encourage people. And like you said, you, you're, you're talking the styles, you like it, and, but it makes you feel good because you, you, you're escalating your brain into that realm of, of, a, of a great coach. Um, it makes you feel good because you're around an awesome coach that, that's passing on their information. And, yeah. you know, I, I think most coaches, in fact, I know all coaches want to pass on their knowledge. Mm. Um, and, and that's, you know, you just got to be, as a, as a young coach, just be prepared to, to get into that space and, 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 and it will take off for you. Yeah, and I think too, as as a young coach, you're worried about um, being yeah. told that what you're doing is wrong. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and like once you actually work out how questioning works, like if I was a young coach and you were watching my session, and you went, "Well, then why did you do that?" And I just straight away I'm defensive instead of going, yes. "Well, I ran that because this yeah. is what I'm trying to achieve." And you might go, yeah. "Oh, okay." Um, what if you ran? What if you took the twelve out and put him around this side, or you know, and you oh, shit, I yeah. haven't thought of that. Or, yeah, we did yeah. that last week and, and the boys didn't pick it up. And you just, But it does, it's just that fresh set of eyes and just, just a fresh, you know, all this <coughs> other stuff that comes along with talking to other coaches. Well, I think, look, I mean, the reality is you've got to put your humility away. Like, I don't, yeah. don't everyone, it, coaching is, is results-driven. So there's, there's a natural uh, ego that will come with that because you want to be successful. But I, I, I've just come to the point, look, I, I don't care anymore. Like I just, I don't care how dumb I sound. I'm just going. I just want to know. Like, yeah, it's the old hashtag of like ruthlessly curious. But I, I really, I genuinely am. I'm just ruthlessly curious about why. Like, why are they doing that? Why is that mm. happening? Yeah, and also being the the coach that you know, if you come to me and ask me something, and if I don't know, I'll go, mate, I don't know. But yeah. I can tell you the guy that does know. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, hundred percent. Instead of, um, I was listening to a guy the other day and he said he would actually, when he was playing, he would actually ask coaches things that he knew they didn't know yeah. just to see what their response, like, see what they, you know, and some, most of them just made shit up instead of just going, yeah. hey, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. what, I, I stand there and watch the backs at training, mate, and I just go, I don't know. What I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I can see a hole out between the 12 and the third, you know, like, I don't know what you're trying to run, but I can see that. Or what about this? What's this guy doing? Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, and the, yeah. The, it, look, the, 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 and it comes down to bully. Like, you know, you, you, you get it, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm always, you're always learning it. But the skill of communication is listening. Mm. Uh, sorry, I'll rephrase. It's actually talking, but it's actually listening. Yeah. And, 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 and so ask a question, but turn your ears on. Oh, I'm lucky I've got big ears, so I'm trying to listen anyway. But, um, you know, like ask a question and then just listen and, and, and try. And, and as you said, the humility, if you can just say, look, I don't know, um, you, you'll get a good answer off someone else. Yeah. And I think too, mate, if you like when I'm doing some line out stuff with, with, with my men's team here, if, if I, I'm quite happy to go, I don't know. Is will it work? I don't know. Let's let's try yeah. it. No, it doesn't 100%. work. Yeah. But then it but then it also gives the players the confidence to go, mate, this isn't gonna work. 
Yeah. Because they already know that you've probably ran it six times in your head anyway, but then they go, well, he actually, he's quite happy to go, well, it doesn't work. So they can yeah. come to you and go, Phrase, what you want us to do, mate, we, we don't have the players to do it or, yeah. you know, it's not going to work. Be- we don't think it's going to work because of this. And it just take, I think it just takes that barrier down too between the players and the coaches. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. No, no, look, that, yeah, all, all those things, the, the honesty, the, communi- the communication, being humble, um, th- they'll take you a long way. So, yeah. yeah. And, and the good point there about your questioning, mate, I think, and it's, that's the one thing I struggle with now is the silence. Yeah. Like yep. you, ask, you ask a question um, and you know what you want, you know what you want back. Yeah. And, and if they don't answer in two seconds, you're blah. And then they run off and you go, well, they don't actually know anyway because I've told them, you know, just yep. being, and that's, that's, that's something I'm still working on. I know a lot of young coaches struggle with that. It's, yeah. oh. I've been lucky at the moment because the Fijian Drua team are at Lennox training yep. for the Super Rugby Comp. So I've been able to watch a few sessions there. And Brad Harris, who's coaching the defence. And it's great because silence is needed because uh, the boys all understand English. They, they speak English quite well, as, you, as, you, as most people will know. And Brad will ask him in English and he uses his broken Fijian to, to question them. Uh, and, and, you know, the silence is golden because... The players are a little bit nervous, but um, you know Brad's confident of where he know. But, but they know they know the answers within themselves. Mm. So it, again, it just comes back to though questioning them the way that Brad questions them. Uh, and in fact, it's not just Brad; it's Mick and, and Glenn. They all question the players really well. So it's it's been refreshing to see. You know, like that's what happens at that level. I've just got to try and take that back to my level and and and, and apply it to to the people that I work with. Yeah, and that that's a. That's what I like too. You watch another coach and you go, oh, geez, I didn't think of question in that way. Or yeah. they say this instead of that. And they're they're asking the same question that you asked. They've asked it a different way. And they're, you go, oh, yes. You know, we had we had a guy down here and he still plays with us now. Yeah. Really, really intelligent guy, but he's Mexican. So he, yep. speaks, he speaks English very well. Yeah. And it took me about six or eight sessions i kept going do you understand yep yep and then i went and i said to him does that translate to you and he went no and i went bang that's it so now it's like does that translate for you and he goes no so then i you know because i often speak gibberish and you know all that (laughs) kind of stuff um but yeah that especially if english is not their first language often yes is, is the answer that they'll give you and and it's actually no and that was something that I learned really quick. I coached an Argentinian kid a couple of years ago, and um, we soon realised that he didn't understand English. But, mate, you take your phone to training and you just use Google Translate. Yeah. And that's what we were doing. We were typing it in, bang, do you understand this? And then he'd read it, and then, you know, he, he, he would see it, in, it written in, um, in Spanish there for him. So, uh, you know, there's tools available to us. Yeah. Um, but, again, it's a checking for understanding as well, like you, we, we think just because we say it, the coaches, oh, mate, if I say it, you kids must understand it. Um, but the reality is, and, mate, great pickup is that our game's played by people of many cultures and many backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, mate, I guess in Melbourne uh, predominantly where there's a, a large uh, cultural uh, integration. So mm. you've got to check for that understanding the whole time. Um, yeah. and, 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 
yeah, as you know, some people, English is not their second language. So that's a good skill for coaches to learn. Yeah, absolutely. And that, it's, that's what I like about down here, um, just getting that yeah. understanding. Um, and the other one I found too is having the players understand why you question. Because sometimes, and I've said it to the girls with the Super W stuff, I said, sometimes I'll ask you a question. Yeah. Like, why did you do that? But you did it right. But I want you to go because I saw this, or I. It's, yeah. I'm not. I'm not challenging you. I'm not judging you. I'm just asking Helping you. To, so, so I know it wasn't. A, if you go, oh, I don't know, then I can work. But if you go, well, I did that because you know I, yeah. I saw that that outside shoulder was weak or whatever. Yeah. Cool. I know you. You actually understand why you did it, and it wasn't a fluke. Brilliant. And they went, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that. And, but it took them a little bit to get used to. I'm not always challenging you with a question. Yeah. Um, and that's that, that, that's that clarification thing too, like just making sure that they're understanding what's going on. So, well, um, I, know, I know it's backtracking a bit, but I actually have one experience that, that is golden for my coaching career. Yeah. And my, my second year of coaching country rugby, um, we, you know, we won the grand final the year before. So a lot of people came back to the rugby club and, this, this bloke turned up and he was an absolute behemoth, like, you know, 6'2", thick set. Anyway, he came in with his his dad and his dad looked considerably older and his dad comes over to me and he goes, oh, are you the coach? I said, yep, yep. He said, well, this is my son, um, Paul. He's, he's a weightlifter. He's from Tasmania. Um, I said, oh, wow, look at the size of him. Um, and he was, yeah, sizable young bloke. Uh, and then he said, Paul Paul's fully, de- totally deaf as well. So do you think do you think you can help him out? Um, and mate, uh, over the space of that year and the next two years, he ended up playing uh, country rugby for the zone and he played for the Australian deaf team. Yeah. Uh, he played in a grand final for, for Inverell as well. And I think he won a grand final with Inverell, but um, you know, that was, uh, you know, I, I didn't teach him the game in, in the space of one year, but just to see him progress and develop, uh, that's certainly... You know, one, one of my proudest things just to see what we did for Paul in the space of a short period of time and then his longevity in the game. He's had success and won premierships and, and made a lot of friends that opened his social circle right up, changed his life. Yeah, and that's that's one thing we often forget that we do as coaches is, yep. you know, especially for the for the young people, is just expand their circles and, yep. you know, turn them into good humans. Mm. Um yeah, so that would have been a good challenge too in that that, that communication role. Um, Mate, he was a he was a loose head prop bully. Oh, oh, he can't be too bad then. <laughs> well, he'd have to be if he was a weightlifter, mate. He's just scrummaging, just squatting, it, squatting it, on a different it, plane. That that that's what he would do. But so yeah. we had to educate the referees. So, mate, he literally this is uh, crouch bind, pack set back back two thousand mid two thousands. So he, he, he just had to go off the hand signals of the referee. Yeah. Uh, but he could read the body cues of the way that the other prop yeah, was course. about to engage. Yeah. yeah. And mate went, so he generally, he, he may lose the hit, but because he was strong enough, he could yeah. readjust. And then mate, he just worked that, his left shoulder, look, he was just, he'd get his torso nice and square. And, you know, over a couple of years' time, there's some footage of him just dominating people. So, um, mm. uh, anyway, it was a, it was a nice story. No, that's that's awesome, mate. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Um, so, so you've said you've 
get a bit of stuff up through Inverell and I know that yep. I know that area pretty well. And like yes. you're at Lennox Head now. Yes. Um, how do you keep training enjoyable when there's, you know, Inverell it's cold in the winter yes. or yep. Lennox Head, like this time of year, like there's other things that these these players would be rather be doing. Yeah. Come to rugby training. So what what do you do to make your training enjoyable so that, that those players don't go, you know what, I'm going for a surf. Couldn't be bothered going to training or it's too cold outside. I'm, it's raining. I'm going to stay inside. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to listen to Fray's jabber on tonight. I'm just going to stay home. Look, that's the big challenge is to make your, your sessions obviously. Yeah, you've got, you've got to read your group, which is a mm. big thing. Um, you know, and, and let's say it's in Varel on a Tuesday night when it's minus six. Um, like we're not going to be training forever. So you adjust your time, your time that you're going to train. And you're just trying to make it as quick and, and, and as efficient as possible. So um, things like transitions between drills and skills and games, I think that's a big one that coaches probably uh, haven't or, or probably not taught about. But, like, if you can transition from your warm-up to your skills to a game or just make your transitions nice and quick, all of a sudden you're getting through a volume of work that doesn't take 65, 70 minutes. You can you can condense a session into forty five minutes. Um, yeah. You know, I, for people who will know me, like I, I'm I'm all about high energy, so I, I literally get there. It's um, it's a cyclone that's going to happen, so let's just get it in there. P- plenty of energy. Uh, you know, I love plenty of uh, hugs and high fives and bum taps, uh, and we celebrate the good things. Um, and then you've got to recognise if the session's going pear shaped pretty quick then uh, you make a decision just maybe it's probably best just to wrap it up and save it for another night. Yeah. No, that, and that's some good insight, mate, because I know, um, you know, there's a lot of young coaches out there and they go, no, nope, I've got my session plan. I've got to stick to my one session more. plan. One more. One more. I'm just going, <laughs> mate, they've dropped the ball five times. One yeah. more ain't going to change it. Yeah. yeah and, and you see you see a lot of the, the, the younger coaches. No, this is what my session plan says. This is what I've got to do. And, yeah, like you said, it's just the the, in, the big one, the big one, bully. And I, look, I, I've been very lucky. I've had a, a father figure in my life, uh, a coach, Chris Hickey, who's been in my life for nearly thirty years. Um, and I coached with him recently when I was up at Ballina uh, before I, I, I progressed. And, and he said, "Phrase, you can have the best Tuesday and Thursday nights all you want, but guess what? It's all about three o'clock on Saturday, and that's." That, and, and, you know, you, you're shaking the head because that's what it's about. It, it's, it's about getting them ready for the rectangle at whatever time the whistle goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you can have the greatest Tuesday and Thursday night, but the, the reality is you should become a man or, or person manager or, you know, uh, uh, just a, a human resource manager for these people to get them to the rectangle for when the whistle kicks off and just try and do the best game plan that you've prepared for yeah. the rest of the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's good, mate. Yeah, like you said, sometimes you you just pull the pin and just go, guys. This is just <laughs> that's it, done. We're finished. This is this is yep. not achieving. This is actually taking us backwards. Let's just call yeah. it a night, and we'll come back Thursday. And most of, a couple of times I've done that, they come in Thursday, mate, and they're on fire. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, and I said, like with the Super W girls this year. Yeah, yeah. I said to them when we do our um, Ford's back stuff. I said, we've usually got, you know, 30, 40 minutes to do it. I said, if you do what I want you to do in 25 minutes at high energy, you get a, you get an early mark. And 
they went, yeah. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, righto. First session, full of energy. I went, okay, we're done. you got five minutes. Go and get a drink. And they went, what? I went, I told you. So now it's like full-on energy all the time. Mate. Oh, sorry. <coughs> and they're the keys, Bully. Like, if you can reward them when they've done well. Yeah. And I mean, you know, people will listen to this. Like, they're not animals, but, mate, everyone knows. It's like when... <laughs> It's like when the teacher gives you an early mark on a Friday afternoon, mate, the yep. kids love it. So uh, yep. you, you just got to learn to re reward uh, good behaviour. And obviously when, when something's not right, then that's that's a matter for the coaches to step in. But, um, you know, look, I'm really conscious of that going forward. Like, I, you know, if things are going well, then I'll, I'll try and take it off the boil and just that, that that's good. That's going in the right direction. Uh, and if things need work-ons, then maybe I've just got to speak to individuals rather than a team because some people are probably doing their best. So anyway, that's part of the, that's the juggling act of, um, yes, of, the, of the coach. The, the player management side of it, whether <laughs> it's, it's finding out whether you need a big carrot or you need a big stick. hundred percent. And who, who responds to the arm around the shoulder. Let's go and have yep. a chat or yep. some players don't respond unless you go, mate, that was absolutely bullshit you're like you've really yep. got to give it to them and they then they yep. respond and then you did that to the next person they just go and they they fall apart yeah you know so yep. knowing knowing your players and knowing who responds to what how is is key i think oh, i think <laughs> I, I i listened to a um a podcast the other day you know like some of the great coaches of bennett uh my uh, um langer uh the cricket coach yep but mate you, you listen to what they do these days mate they, they invest in the players' lives because, yeah. uh, mate, they, and it's probably the same with the girls at that level. Like they're actually good, good footballers. Yeah. Um, so you've got them. They, they know how to do the, the the skill elements. It's about making sure their lives are holistic, so you can get them ready to perform at the right time. Um, yeah. And and inevitably, that that means attending to some of their life balances. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, you, you, I, I, I actually, I like it. I like investing in a player. I like investing in their lives because I'm a people person. I actually, I love hearing their stories. I love hearing how they've dug a trench for the day at work or, you know, they've um, yeah, done someone bazzes for the, for the quarterly or whatever it might be. But, but yeah, if, you, if, I, if I can get invested in, in their life and enjoy listening to their successes or even failures, then... We've got some commonality and yeah, it's all about trying to get them ready for Saturday. Yeah. And I think too, building those relationships with them, it also then they can come to you and go, Fraser, I've been on the tools for 15 yeah. hours today. I had a fight yeah. with the missus before I come out. I'm a bit flat. Yeah. Yeah, mate. No problem. I, I like, instead of just turning up and having a shit session, they can actually go, yeah. yeah. You know what? I've, I've got this, this, and I've got some stuff going on in the background. And you just go, yeah, 100%. Cool. You, get, you know yeah. what I mean? And then you, you do get the best out of them. Um, you do. You do, mate. You do. And as I said, and that, I don't know, it's just part of the journey of being the coach. As I said, you, uh, you said earlier, like I, I started my coaching journey when I was kind of the same age as the players. So you got to learn to distance that because you're one of the boys and you're, next thing you're, you're out in the drink till, you know, when the, and the milk should be delivered, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, like <laughs> that's all part of the learnings as well. But um, if, if you can be part of their lives, and it, it does go a long way. Yeah, no, that's really good advice, mate. And um, mm. that'll that'll get you more um, 
kudos and more development in the team. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they know what is what, um, what does Dave Rennie say? They don't care what you know until they know what, how much you care or something. 100%, like that. mate. You know, 100%. Um, cool. Now that's really good, mate. Um, let's talk about coach development. Um, yes. Yep. Which is sort of why, how we hooked up. Yeah. So for, so for me, and you've been around long enough, back, back when, both you and I started coaching. We had coach education and you'd go and you do level one. There's yep. your whistle. See you later. Off you go. Yep. You might, you know, especially in the country, you might not see anyone then for, the, you know, the next two years and then you go and do the next course. Yeah. And, you know, you're not, you're not really developing too much, um, but you've got, you know, oh, I'm a level three or I'm this or that, but you, as opposed to what we've, we've been talking about is that development um, the development piece around, I don't really care what level you are. It's yeah. what, what you can do. 100%. Um, and so what's some advice you've got for young coaches around that? And then we'll, we'll have a chat about the upcoming event you've got happening. Yeah. Mate, look, obviously you've got to do the form. You've got to do the formal coaching um, because it incorporates the laws and the way that the game's played here in our country. Um, so I, yeah, I, I always urge people to do, do the formal learnings because it's relevant. Um, and, and inevitably by doing the formal learnings, you might be at a course with 10 other people who guess what? You've just met 10 other new people who are on the same journey as you. So yeah. it's not only the beginning of your formal learning, it's the beginning of your informal learning because you're going to develop the network. And I guess, there's the formal learning and the informal learning is about just using your networks or tapping into networks that do exist. You know, and I, I don't know, I, 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 I'm, am I a facilitator of networks? I don't know. I love creating networks where I want people to join. I don't care. Mate, if people listen to this podcast and want to jump on board or, or access my Google drive full of all the stuff I've done for the last 10 years, then I'm happy to give that out because I'm just, you just want to keep sharing knowledge with people. And, mate, I, I love it when people get on that Google Drive of mine. They say, did you actually use this as a session plan or did you use this? And I was like, yeah, I did. And they, they laugh at it and I laugh at it. But at least yep. people can see, see, oh, that, don't make those mistakes. So um, the informal learning for me uh, as a coach who's in the country or even in the metropolitan area, like you might coach a big club and you're coaching third grade or fourth grade and you might feel like you're at the bottom of the tree. Like get out there and, and just find networks that do exist on Facebook. There's a number of groups. Look, YouTube's always been a wonderful tutorial for us, but um, the reality is it's a human, it's a, it's a, it's a human exercise of, of, of um, learning and, and, and being around other people. So my, my biggest suggestion on the informal learning is just get around people or try and connect with people as best you can and, and ask, ask for resources. What's the worst thing? I, I look forward to, I mean, I'm lucky. I'm Scott Wiseman who lives around in Lennox Head. So I, I kind of say, hey, Wisey, could I have a copy of such and such? Look, what's the worst thing you're going to say? No, phrase, you can't have it. Okay, well, I just asked. Yeah, like, you're no worse off. No, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that, and like you said, YouTube's there. And like I get a lot of, not a lot of stuff, but I, I watch a lot of YouTube stuff. And I think the, the, it's not an issue I have with YouTube, but yeah. you'll see an under eights coach watch Wayne Smith run a, 
a drill and then they run that exact drill on the Tuesday night. And you just go, mate, what are you doing? Yeah. I, saw, I, I saw this on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can tell that because they're, you know, that they don't have the skills or, yeah. you know, you can still get that drill and go, yeah. oh, that's, that's the end result. How do I make that fit? Yeah. My group of players. Um, yeah. And that's sort of the, un the only issue I have with YouTube is that it's a lot of good resources, but it's not like, like we we're talking about before I can watch you run a session and I go, oh, that's a really good drill. And I then I say to you, what what did you want to achieve out of that? Yeah. How can I how can I how can I progress it? Or if if I don't have a 12 that can do that, what what do you reckon would be the next you know yeah. you don't have that yeah. that conversation with that person and um but yeah like you said get and even like you know going and watching the under eights coach. Hundred percent. Because he'll do stuff with the kids and you just go that's really cool. That's that's yeah. a good activation game I can use next. You know, a big. You know, we we do it even with the Super W girls. We like to call them vibe games or pump up yeah. games, like yeah. just you know the old cone games and stuff like that, just to bring the energy up. Yeah, oh, that's a really cool under eight drill. I can use that to just get my boys up and 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 do that, or watch how he herds the cats and go. Oh yeah, that's really really good group management. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You're always going to you're going to learn something from. I spoke to a guy that day. He says, "If you speak to a hundred coaches and get one thing from each coach, you've got a hundred new things." And I went, "Man, that's so true. Yep. That is yep. so true." And it might even be, I I don't actually agree with that, but I've still got something out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's never going to work with my team, but yeah, how, how can I adapt it, or can I just right. put it? Can I put it away? Yeah, my filing cabinet for down the hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I like I, it. I'm a big, I'm a big notebook taker. So I've, yeah, I've got <coughs> notebooks in my library that I've had for the last nearly twelve years. So just full of scribbles of everything I go to, and yeah, you know, at the end of each year, I, I do, I, I go through them, I just reread them, even though they're ten years old or twelve years old. But I just still reread them just to pick up something that I may have seen years ago or i remember there's something i learned a couple of years ago but um look at the end of the day um and, and mate, you, you hit the nail on the head look the internet um is a wonderful beast but it's a beast because mm. um it, it some of it doesn't apply to the people that you're coaching um so yeah i i i, I, I totally subscribe to what you said there is that you know you'll go and watch uh, wayne smith do a drill but it's not relevant for the under sevens at the moment but um you know that's that's just part of the learning processes as well. Yeah, but you can look at it and you go, well, they're the trigger words that he's using. 100%. So I can incorporate that, Yeah. Um, you know, and, and all that type of stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, mate, uh, I guess there was only one, <laughs> one thing that just flew into my mind then, and it's kind of been a, a phrase humming in my head at the moment. Like, mate, you can't soar like an eagle if you're going to hang around the turkeys. Um, yeah. And so if, if you're prepared to... Uh, make the effort then you know stop hanging around people that might be polluting your mind and, and try and elevate yourself or, or bring yourself out of that circle um and as i said you just keep making the inquiries and, and ask coaches or go to sessions um yeah you, you made a good example there about watching the under sevens or under eights warm up but mate you can watch it you drop your kids at school and you watch just the way that the teachers corral the, the kids yeah. in the morning like yeah. this there's, there's little bits of gold out there everywhere, uh, the way that um, teachers and, and people manage people. Um, anyway, there's things out there for all of us.
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's it. And just looking and observing and asking questions. Definitely. Um, and the old, there's no such thing as a dumb question to another coach. Because no. no. I guarantee if you ask it, they've probably thought about it, you know, three or four years prior. And they've probably asked that same question to the person they were talking to. Um, well, I'm pretty like, lucky. I was lucky, Bully. And I, uh, mate, you know, I, I coached with Bubba. Uh, I've coached with Bubba a couple of times over my career and, and last year with the wildfires. And, and look, he'll say he's um, he say he's not the smartest man, uh, but you know what? Like he's just he's just brutally honest in asking his questions because he's 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 just curious. Like it, it might sound like it's a dumb question because he, he that's just the, he's the way he comes across sometimes, but it's actually a really good question. So mm. um, look, as you said, there's no such thing as a dumb question. Just ask it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Some, some good, uh, some good that's, insight there, mate. Um, right. So, rugby palooza, mate. What's uh, <laughs> let's let's put it out there. What's what's happening? Yeah. So, look, just again from being a ruthlessly curious human being uh, about rugby, uh, I just want. I've always felt that there's coaches out there that just struggled to get content or, or felt that they couldn't get content. Um, and then just, just over the last 24 months of my coaching career, like I've just kept connecting with other people and keep building on my network. And I was like, well, let's 12 months ago, we ran something at Lennox head cause I had a couple of contacts and why he was able to bring in some Wallaby coaches. And it just, it was a really magic day, 150 coaches from Bundaberg to Coba. Uh, down to some of the premier rugby clubs, um, just all in the same space, sharing and learning at the same time. So it was a really, you know, beautiful day. Uh, and people loved it that much. They were saying, well, Fraser, you're going to do it again. So look, we've, we've set up this, this company called Rugby Palooza and we're going to start to run some events. And, and the, the, the next event is at Lennox Head in January, the uh, end, of, end of January 2022 uh, at the weekend. Um, but we just wanted to get the best country coaches, sorry, the best coaches in the country to come and help all the community coaches out there come and learn and, and start turbocharge their season for 2022. Yeah, so who who are some of the coaches you've got lined up, mate, so far? Yeah, uh, well, we can confirm. So uh, Scotty Wisemantle, the Wallabies attack coach, Nick Stiles, the, the general manager for the Rebels, and, and, and mate, very astute coach, as you're mm. well aware. Yeah. Uh, we've been ably assisted to have Dan Hooper uh, from the Brumbies, who's their academy and skills coach and also doing their restarts at the moment. Pom Simona, who you'd be well familiar with, yep. uh, with the Melbourne Pom. Rising. Um, and yeah, and a, such a, an astute coach. Who's, again, like he's so well respected in the Melbourne community. We're really looking forward to hearing from him. Uh, Sam Needs, uh, the scrum, scrum Strong Doctor in Australia. So uh, Needs, he will be up there to... to impart his knowledge on the set piece. Uh, who else? Mate, we've been lucky. We've got a couple of guys who uh, run a, a program with, they're called the uh, Elite Sevens program, but that's Cass Holland and Tim Atkinson. So they're, they're astute um, sevens coaches who have coached high levels. Tim actually played for the Brumbies. He's been in Japan and played for Australian sevens. So they'll be giving uh, a, a skill set on sevens and how it's relevant to the 15s code. Uh, and then, mate, we've been fortunate to get Mark Gaznia, who's developed a, a game for the code, uh, that he'll, he'll show that on the Saturday afternoon. So um, I hope I'm, oh, the only guy, I, I forgot him, 
but uh, was our uh, the coach education manager for Australia, which is Mick McGriplis. He'll also be there passing on the formal learnings and the way that uh, coach education looks like in Rugby Australia. Yeah, nice. No, that's a good lineup, mate. And I'm, um, There's a few other surprises to come as well. No, that's good, mate. That's good. And I think I'm... I think I'm actually sitting on my phone waiting for the tickets to go on sale. Um, <laughs> Jeff Jeff talked it up pretty good, mate. So um, I, was, I was straight on board, mate. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, hey, 99 bucks for a weekend worth of learning. Um, yeah, we're, we're really fortunate. Uh, some monies that will be raised after the weekend will actually go. We're trying to um, help pay for some formal educations for country coaches in re regional locations. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to get some young lads doing level three or level two qualifications in remote areas of, of the, uh, of Australia. Um, so yeah, we, we, it's, it's all for the purpose of, of collaboration and, and, and um, yeah, hopefully everyone gets under the tent and, and gets to learn some rugby stuff for the weekend. Yeah. And I'm, I'm also looking forward to some of that stuff we talked about before is just chatting to other coaches Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter where you coach, or you've, everyone's got different ideas and different theories and different ways they do things. And yep. just chatting to chatting to different coaches around different things, and like games are played differently in different competitions, and yeah, you know, all that type of stuff. So that, yeah, mate, I'm I'm really looking forward to the well, weekend. So yeah, we, we've been fortunate. There, there, there's, there's a few regional. Well, there's there quite a few regional coaches coming along, but. Yeah. Mate, there's Premier Rugby coaches coming from from the Sydney Shoot Shield competition. Excuse me, which would be um, you know great just for to, to plug into to the to the other minds there, um, and and that's what it's about, bully. It's just about coaches in the same same room sharing and learning off each other and developing a network and just creating a good patchwork, a strong quilt uh, of coaching for Australia. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, and I'll get all the details, mate, and I'll put them in the show notes as well. So thank you, mate. In, interested? Thank you. They can um, they can get their tickets. Um, but it's yep. just rugby rugby palooza on all the socials. That's um, correct. So pretty easy to find. Yes, um, mate. It's going to be a big weekend. Um, yeah. And the end of January in that part of the world, the, the weather's going to be sensational too, mate. I I can see a few boys going for a recovery swim. Bully, um, I, I look forward to you, um, mate, having a swim and an ice cream. And then after you've uh, hosed yourself off in the ocean there, you can come down and have a, a cold drink at the um, at the famous Lennox Point Hotel there. Uh, it, it's, um, look, it, it, it augurs well. It's all, it's all the good things about rugby uh, that, that we want to have. Uh, and, yeah, as I said, the more, the more that we can appeal to the community coaches across the whole eastern seaboard, as you said, People like yourself coming up from Melbourne, borders have opened up. It's just a great opportunity for, for coaches to turbocharge their, their 2022 season. Yeah, no, really looking forward to it, mate. Um, so, mate, one last question before we head off. Um, You're all right. What advice would you give yourself um, when you were a new coach, knowing what you know now? So if you could go back to that first session, that first year in Inverell, yep. knowing what you know now, what would be some advice you'd give yourself? Don't let fear hold you back. Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. And, and, and mate, I, you know, I walked, I've walked it for many years because I was just scared that I didn't think I would be good enough or I didn't think that uh, what I had would be good enough. Um, but courage is a, is a wonderful thing. And, and yeah, <laughs> um, just back yourself. 
Yeah, and I think too, there's a lot of, and I'm I'm guilty of it as well, mate. You get in, you know, you get a new coaching role, or you get something. You just the first session you turn up, and you go, well, I'm not good enough for this. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be. What am I going to do? They're going to think I'm an idiot. They're going to think I'm a fraud. You know, like it just it goes. Through. I think it, every every coach has gone through it, and yeah, like you said, yeah, just go out there and just do it. Just be yourself, and just what's the worst that's going to happen, mate? Well, you don't get us back next year, and you move well, on to something else. Well, I was lucky last year to, to work at the wildfires and mm. be involved with some guys that have played international rugby. Um, I mate, mean, they're just as curious as the coaches. Yeah, that, 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 that they want to learn, and, and once once you realise that that you're all there to help each other out, and you you as the coach, you're, you're the ears and eyes for them to to help improve their performance. I don't know. It's just, it, it just made it so comfortable, bully, to know that that they they wanted to hear from us, and they, yeah. and they, um, you know, uh, I, I learned a really, and this is a quick quick antidote. But when I first started coaching, I, I'd been living in the in the city. I'd been in Sydney for a couple of years in the cops, and we went up to the countryside. Anyway, this mate of mine who'd, who'd been coaching in Brill, he took me up to the sale yards and, and mate, look, I, I was the big city detective. I, I had stripy pants and a crappy tie on and uh, walked up to the sale yards and they all laughed at me. But um, old mate threw me into the, the pen with all the cows in there. And, and he said, mate, coaching is like being in this pen of cows. And he said, mate, if you're nervous, the cows will dominate you because they'll feel it. And yeah. it's the same. It's that, mate, I've never, I've said that, I've given that antidote to many people ever since and, and it's true if you're nervous around your players they will sense it um just yeah. back yourself and be confident um and that just comes back to your planning and preparation yeah no, that's i like it some good advice there mate some good <laughs> advice. love it all right mate thanks so much for your time um, thanks bully really appreciate it mate mate look you're doing you're doing us all a, a great service out there as i said i was in the car today <laughs> Uh, rolling through podcasts. When you've got 12 hours, I've got plenty of things to listen to. So, um, <laughs> mate, keep doing well. It's great because you, you offer a content, um, like I said, it, it's unique experiences. It's not people that we've heard of before. They're just they're just people out there who are doing their best uh, and they've got some invaluable um, information for all of us. So thanks for having us on tonight. And mm. look, I look forward to catching up with you face-to-face in Lennox Head in Absolutely. January. Absolutely, mate. Thanks, legend. Awesome. Thanks, mate.